to the front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, January 15. Penny Wong won't visit the site of a deadly attack launched on Israel by Hamas militants on October 7. The Foreign Minister's visit to the war-torn nation comes as the conflict passes 100 days. The decision to steer clear of the area represents another break by Australia from some of its closest allies, and it's likely to spark fury in Jerusalem. Australian workers will claw back hundreds of dollars in tax every year when the government's Stage 3 tax cuts are introduced in July. A new analysis by the opposition shows that while bracket creep will be alleviated when the cuts come into effect, the tax rates for average full-time wage earners will still be higher than they were under the Howard government. Cannons rang out over Copenhagen in the early hours of this morning, officially marking the ascension of Crown Prince Frederick and Princess Mary to Denmark's throne. It's a coronation that's historic in more ways than one. In today's episode, how a Queen's abdication cleared the way for Europe's first Australian-born monarch. It's a familiar late-night scene in cities across the country. Locals and out-of-towners, young and old, mingle in bars and pubs. They spin around dance floors and strike up conversations while bartenders mix drinks and pour beers. It unfolded just like that at Sydney's Slip In back in the year 2000. A young Australian marketing executive named Mary Donaldson was introduced to a handsome Dane who tagged along to the Olympic Games with the Danish national sailing team, as you do. They hit it off. And the rest, as they say, is quite literally history. That's because when we woke up this morning, one of ours was a queen. Royal life started quietly for that marketing executive from Tasmania. The first time that uh, we met or shook hands, I did not know he was the Crown Prince of Denmark. Uh, It was perhaps half an hour later that someone came up to me and said, do you know who these people are? For the next year, Mary and Frederick, then Denmark's Crown Prince, did the long-distance thing in private. In 2002, Mary relocated to Copenhagen and started taking Danish language lessons. Frederick popped the question in 2003. The Danes simply can't do enough of Mary Donaldson and her handsome Prince Frederick. Thousands of people turned out to celebrate their engagement before they were taken away to meet the media for the first time. And that's when Mary's road to the throne began in earnest. She appeared on an episode of 60 Minutes following the announcement of her engagement to Frederick. Has it sunk in yet that you will be the next Queen of Denmark? Not completely, no. Um, as, I, as I've said a few times today, today is the first day that I really begin in this role. Their wedding the following year in 2004 made Crown Princess Mary the first Australian-born royal in Europe's history. The crowd's getting excited. two-year-old businesswoman and lawyer, Mary Donaldson and her father, appear to be arriving at the Old Lady Lutheran Cathedral. I think Frederick knows. She's here. 
Their early years as husband and wife were blessed with four children, Prince Christian, followed by Isabella and twins Vincent and Josephine. In May, they'll celebrate their 20th wedding anniversary as king and queen, though, like many marriages, it hasn't always been smooth sailing. Frederick has been caught in the middle of a public spat between his mother, Queen Margrethe II, and his brother, Prince Joachim, over her decision to remove the royal titles of Joachim's children. Mary and Frederick's own children were caught up in a scandal after allegations of bullying and abuse at their school was exposed in a 2022 documentary. Prince Christian was subsequently removed from the school, and the royals' plans for Princess Isabella's education had also changed. And, more recently, it was alleged that the former party prince Frederick was engaged in an extramarital affair with a Mexican socialite. The woman in question, Genevieve Casanova, has denied anything untoward happened. But it's been suggested that the shock abdication of the Queen could be an attempt to keep the family together. Good evening. We begin with breaking news and Denmark's Queen Margareta has made the surprise announcement in her New Year address that she will abdicate. She will step down on January the 14th and be succeeded by her eldest son, Crown Prince Frederick. The Queen's abdication after 52 years on the throne is historic in its own way. That's because it's only the second abdication to happen in the Danish monarchy in a thousand years. The first one was in the year 1146. But despite its many unique qualities, the ascension of King Frederick and Queen Mary was a low-key affair, compared with that of England's King Charles in 2023. Well, this was a, a coronation, or actually a proclamation, that was very short, very succinct, but in a way, very spectacular. Jacqueline Magne is the Australian's Europe correspondent. She was in Copenhagen for the formalities. First of all, we had Queen Margaret arriving in the carriage. She's still the Queen. She arrives at Christianborg Palace, which is right in the heart of Copenhagen. She goes inside and it's very simple. At the time that Queen Margaret signed her signature on the paper, witnessed by not that many people, that was the point at which Frederick became king and Mary became queen. And then they had a bit of champagne to celebrate. And then at three o'clock local time, they walked out onto the balcony to meet the masses below, which was quite an extraordinary scene. And then they waved and cheered to everybody. Then they left from Christianborg's palace in this gorgeous carriage and they went through the streets of Copenhagen and, of course, were greeted by many hundreds of thousands of people who were very excited to see them. There was a, a tinge of sadness as well for the abdication of Queen Margaret, who is so popular, but the acceptance and the love for King Frederick and Queen Mary was quite extraordinary. I mean, it was just a, a very spectacular sight and of course Queen Mary I mean she looks stunning all the time and she just looks so regal and beaming and she looked Australian <laughs> in a kind of very relaxed but formal way so a wonderful wonderful time for them and to mark you know their new life. Jack says the mood in Copenhagen has been joyous, if a little frantic, since Queen Margrethe stunned Danes with the news of her abdication in her annual New Year's address. 
Retailers have scrambled to commemorate the occasion, while historians and commentators fretted that it wasn't long enough for Frederick to get a handle on his new job. So King Frederick only had three days' notice before the rest of the world knew that Queen Margaret was going to abdicate. So in a way, it must have been a huge shock for King Frederick and Queen Mary because Queen Margaret had said all along she would never abdicate. So it's been a real shock and surprise, not only to the local Danes, but also to Frederick and Mary. But Frederick has had a lifetime to prepare for this, hasn't he? Mary has had 20 years of married life to get adjusted to it. She has known that this moment will come and has also known that the moment would be very sudden. It usually comes at the death of a monarch, which can be at any time. So in a sense, they weren't prepared, but they were very well prepared for this moment. And Frederick, of course, his roles now as king are to sign off the laws of the Danish people Uh, As head of state, both he and Mary greet and accept foreign dignitaries. But a very key point for the royal family in Denmark is to act as trade ambassadors, that they go around the world opening doors for Danish business and to help the Danish country prosper. And just this week, the parliament has approved new monies to the new king and queen in order for them to do even more of that trade work and more of that ambassadorship. So we're expecting to see Fred and Mary around the world a lot more greeting and seeing a lot of foreign leaders and also opening doors for Danish business. Coming up after this quick break, while we're all still mad for Mary. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. When King Frederick and Queen Mary appeared on the balcony of Christiansborg Palace after formally ascending to the Danish throne, most Australians were probably tucked up in bed. Me and more, hence my state. But though it all happened on the other side of the planet, the crowning of an Australian-born queen holds significance down under. Australian families and expats hosted small parties and celebrations at homes around the country as the formalities unfolded. Sydney's Slip Inn, where the royal pair famously met, is among the many venues celebrating the royal milestone, with a special Danish-inspired food menu and a cocktail called There's Something About Mary. And in Queen Mary's home state of Tasmania, the pride is palpable. Here's Jacqueline Magne again. Since I've been here in Copenhagen, I've run into many Australians who either live here or have come across as tourists, have been visiting in Europe and decided, hey, there's something exciting happening in Copenhagen. Let's go and see what the fuss is about. So there is a lot of interest by Australians here 
in what's going on because of Queen Mary's connection. And so there is this sense of Denmark and Australia having a far closer relationship because of Queen Mary and King Frederick's love story. So that's manifested itself in recent trade talks between Australia and Denmark to encourage greater connections with the environment, with wind power. So it opens a lot of doors at the highest levels before communication and talks between Australia and Denmark, not only at government level, but also business to business levels. Queen Mary, like her predecessor, is wildly popular in Denmark too. Together with her husband, Frederick, they've garnered a solid reputation for their trade, environment, healthcare and human rights work over the last couple of decades. But their roles have been largely symbolic ever since Denmark introduced an elected assembly in the mid-1800s. According to the locals Jack spoke to, they're also known for just being, well, pretty normal. So what kind of reign should we expect from King Frederick and Queen Mary? I think what we can expect to see is business as usual. We know the type of people that King Frederick and Queen Mary are. They're very sociable. They're very friendly. They're very down to earth. They send their children to public school. They ride around Copenhagen in in the local bikes like everybody else does. We will see them greet and meet the local people on a fairly regular basis. This happens in Denmark where groups of 50 to 100 people will meet the monarchs perhaps monthly and that will continue. We may see that the cause is close to their heart. So with Frederick, that's the environment. For Mary, it's health and sustainability. I think that some of those causes may have to get pushed aside because they're taking more of a a role in the diplomatic space. But it doesn't mean that their passion for these causes is diminished in any way. And so they will still be overseeing a lot of work in that area. And they kind of just reflect Danish society. You know, the Danes are very progressive. People call this the woke country. And so you're going to have a, a king and queen that reflect that kind of wokeism here. Also acquiring a new royal title overnight is Crown Prince Christian, who'll succeed King Frederick. Here's Associate Editor Jenna Clark. Prince Christian turned 18 last year and it was marked by his very first sort of official appearances where the Queen and his parents hosted this incredible white tie ball uh, at Amelienborg Palace where the young prince actually got up and spoke publicly for the very first time. He was so nervous but he actually spoke of how Denmark is his home but he did speak of his Australian connection through his mother, Princess Mary. And it was actually really lovely just to see Mary actually well up when she was hearing Christian speak about what he's expected to be a life of service and things like that. Interestingly, he is Europe's first digital native heir, meaning his entire life has been captured on digital media, in the media and also social media. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the young crown prince does navigate that moving forward, whether he takes a more private approach, because of course he's continuing his university studies, but then also he may take uh, a leaf out of someone like Prince William's book and maybe start establishing himself away from his mum and dad on social media. Jenna Clark is an associate editor with The Australian and Jacqueline Magne is our Europe correspondent. You can see all the photos from the ascension of King Frederick and Queen Mary, as well as our rolling coverage of their first days on the throne, right now at theaustralian.com.au.
Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.